0: Players and all the coaches While receivers cutting their routes and getting the open Feels like Panther Nation is getting hopeless Fighting back and forth with each other with mixed emotions Right now isn't the time we should be broken Cheering our Panthers on, keeping them focused Coming out the gate, we ready, we hot smoking Executing play after play, you know the motive, yeah It's a wrap when the line gets sacked Or a them thieves that stay creeping in the back line backing with the blitz he ain't see him he was quick now the nation going wild this is how we represent Man, it's 53 grown men acting they age not missing assignments and making spectacular plays it's exciting we'll be roaring like the riot and hopefully prevent the panther nation the fire has been ignited the nation panther pride until the end we will fight now let's go let's go uh-huh let's go yeah i said it's panther nation
1: Welcome to the On The Prowl podcast with your host, Delmar Miner, and my co-host.
2: Hey guys, it's Larry Benton. How you doing?
1: So everybody, we're going to do an emergency episode. If you've been living under a rock or you don't follow football at all, everyone has heard about the Panthers forcing a trade of Cam Newton. They also have signed Teddy Bridgewater to a three-year, $63 million contract. Tonight on On The Prowl. this is our first emergency episode, and we're going to discuss those things. So to start us off, I'm gonna have Larry comment on the situation and go from there.
2: All right. So um, let's we'll start off with a little bit of a little bit of the, the history on this because it's been I feel like it's been going up and building for about a month now, or a little bit, really a little bit longer ever since Cam's surgery, ever since we got a new head coach and everything. You know, they, they came in, they they didn't want to be real committal on Cam. You know, they, they'd say. Oh, we're, we're waiting for the health report to come out. We're waiting for this. We're waiting for that. But he's our guy. If he's healthy, you know, and everybody's been talking about it. it's like, hey, you know, this is our, our former MVP. This has been the face of our organization for years now, you know, pushing on a decade, and suddenly you're going to be like, okay, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. If I'm Cam, that doesn't give a lot of confidence to me, and, that, and that's the way I, that's the way I've been looking at it. It's like, man, this has got to be really stewing underneath. And then all of a sudden, today, it boils over, right? Today, you've seen it. There's been negotiations with his agents and things, and they're obviously not seeing it. I, I think the news that he was caught off guard, like he didn't get the heads up before it happened, uh, I think that's I think that's kind of rough. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I haven't had a whole lot of trust in this uh, this new administration coming in. I don't really like the way they're dealing with a lot of the veteran players that we have and this This definitely does not change my opinion on that at all.
1: I'm going to say this about the administration real quick, or the organization. I have not liked the way they have handled the past couple of legendary players that have left this franchise. Cam Newton was disrespected, in my opinion. I felt like he deserved, even if you were going to move on, a proper send-off. I do feel like I agree with Cam. If you haven't seen his Instagram post, He said that the Panthers were trying to manipulate and pretty much twist his words around, which I agree with. I felt like when he said he wanted to be here, he was being honest. I do feel like he wanted a contract extension and they were unwilling to give him one. And in that respect, I guess whatever happened in the meeting, they decided that it was best that they part ways. What I felt was kind of crazy about it is that by the time we got that news they had already signed teddy bridgewater and then things were being posted saying thank you cam newton for everything you've done for the organization we're going to miss you tepper's quotes come out herney's quotes come out and all those quotes basically signal cam newton is not our quarterback anymore so i agree with you and the fact that yeah i would feel disrespected too and i'm sure cam is hot about that i mean how would you feel about that, Larry? If that was you,
2: like I said, I've I felt disrespected for Cam. <laughs> I mean, I, I felt disrespected for Greg. You know, like Olson. Olson's my guy. I always you know joked around. We're about the same height, same build, and everything. He's just faster than I am. You know, I had a lot of respect for him being that veteran presence, and then some concerns about you know how young our new coaching staff is and how new they are to the NFL by and large. And that a lot of times that veteran presence is really what holds the team together. But if you're really looking to start everything over, if they're, if your veterans aren't getting on the same page as you are, then this is what happens. And I, I think that we're really looking to see an entirely new direction. We probably never seen in the Carolinas before. And I still think that you're not, I look at the guys that are still there. You look at like CMC, um, even Trey Boston, they just signed today uh, to an extension. These more of these veteran players and stuff, and they're looking at how they're handling these veteran guys too. You know, and, and a lot of times, a couple years down the road, when it comes to, hey, I need to make a decision of do I want to follow the money or do I want to do a team friendly deal, they're going to look back at these things that happened before and say, well, how is this team going to treat me when it comes down to that? You know, I'm not sure that they're building a real strong foundation for that in the future right now, especially when it comes to someone as when it was Thomas Davis, when it was Greg, you know, those were pretty big names. Those are big things, but, but cams cams kind of on a a different level, a a different story there. This is a little bit bigger deal when you start doing it to that kind of, this is a worldwide, you know, recognizable name and face. You know, when you start doing the same things to that kind of caliber, it bothers me. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Well, it bothers me, too. And I think it bothers all of Panther Nation. David
1: Tepper is trying to make Carolina relevant. I get it. I just feel like with him being a relatively new owner, he hasn't learned certain things about the culture of the NFL. These players are still human. You're going to want Cam Newton and the rest of these legends to come back to your franchise one day and be a part of it. And now I think they burned that bridge, at least at the moment. They've kind of pulled a Steve Smith situation. And look how long it's taken for that to even repair. And that's not even totally done yet. So now you've taken the the franchise's best quarterback ever, thrown him in the garbage pretty much, and signed Teddy Bridgewater. I'll say this about Teddy. Teddy will be a serviceable starter. I understand it from a business aspect. I just feel like if you were going to get rid of Cam Newton, there was a better way to do it. And in my eyes, Cam Newton's still on this roster at the moment. Yeah. So who are you going to find? And my thing is, who are you going to find a trade for him right now? He's still hurt. And the compensation you're going to get back is not going to be worth a Cam Newton. So you're going to trade Cam for a fifth round pick, fourth round pick. It just sucks. The whole thing just sucks, man.
2: Yeah, I definitely, I don't like the way it's been handled all the way around. Um, I try to take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt. You know, like I want to believe, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that Cam had no idea whatsoever. I don't believe that Cam had no idea whatsoever that the Teddy Bridgewater thing was about to happen. I think that if anything, that may have been kind of what suddenly heated up all the talks with his agents and everything about getting a contract extension, you know, about, you know, trying to secure these things for Cam all of a sudden because you got Bridgewater coming on, right? And, and you get to look at, you know, it was just a few months ago when they were talking about Bridgewater replacing Breeze. You know, it was a very big discussion on whether it, when Drew Breeze's thumb healed up, if he was going to be the starter again because, you know, Teddy went five games, five-game winning streak. He, You know, he's what we wished had happened, right? Right. <laughs> Carried out. Um, you know, so that's that's a good deal of pressure just to find out that somebody like that's coming into the building. Do I think that a healthy Bridgewater beats a healthy Cam? Absolutely not. I think a healthy Cam beats just about any uh, just about any quarterback in the league. But does a healthy Bridgewater beat a still s- mending, still recovering Cam? Yeah, I think so. And then. Suddenly you're talking about, oh, hey, Cam, you're backup now, right? Because you go out and draft somebody to start, or you go out and draft somebody, they're more than likely gonna sit behind Cam for his last year, right? And they're gonna learn. But you bring in somebody like Bridgewater, he's not coming in to play backup to Cam if Cam's not a hundred percent. You know, that's gonna be your starter. And I think I think that knowledge might have gotten to Cam and his agents and kind of kicked this whole thing off.
1: I believe you're right, man. It just sucks that it soured so quickly. I just feel like the fans deserve more. And this new regime, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. But so far, I have not liked the way they've handled certain things. I was on the David Tepper train for a while. I loved the way he was sending, you know, all the new buildings and ideas and things that he was bringing to the Carolinas were great. But now that I think we're really seeing another side of David Tepper, that he's a businessman. He is looking at this from the business standpoint, and I think as Carolina fans, we're going to have to get used to the way things are going to be handled with our players. We're going to run our organization similar to the Patriots, in my opinion. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think you're. I think you really kind of hit the nail on the head there. That you know, David Tepper is a businessman. That's what. That's how he's made his markets, and that's how he's kind of paraded himself in. You know, this new ownership role is like that he is a businessman, he's going to take cold, calculated decisions, I don't think that we're going to have to get used to that. I think he's going to have to change, to be honest. It's one thing for a head coach, you know, when you got like Bill Belichick being that way up in New England, but you hear all the players talk about craft and it's, you know, they love him. You know, he's real personable. He's on the phone with them. He's asking about their families. He's the personable guy so that Belichick can be the cold, calculating, you know, player killer, if you want to look at it that way, sometimes it it, it can't be the owner in that, in that sense. There's no law. You have to have these, like you said before, these are people, these are players and you have to have that loyalty. The way I look at it from a personal standpoint is, you know, the fans and the players can kind of, you know, the the, the players might be making millions of dollars, but at, at the heart of it, the fans and the players kind of meet and share this idea that this working class idea, right? You know, we're the, we're the, the boots on the ground, so to speak out there doing the work. And, you know, there's a, there's a real negative feeling towards these big corporations out there that treat everybody like numbers, you know, and just write people off left and right whenever they need to. And if Tepper's going to come in here with that corporate mentality and start writing people off, I think he's going to lose the fan base pretty quick. I think he's already lost some of the fan base. I saw a lot of people online
1: that were saying they're jumping ship, they're no longer Panther fans, they're following Cam Newton, Cam Newton was done dirty, they don't like this new coaching staff, David Tepper's the devil, I mean, X, Y, and Z, it, it has been pandemonium. And this whole offseason has just been crazy. We've lost so many Panther stalwarts, man. We've lost Greg and we've lost Luke Keekly, now Cam Newton. Is, is Christian McCaffrey next? Because he's been in, they've been articles about him possibly being traded my thing is no way. you know honestly larry there's i I wouldn't be surprised
2: there's nothing you could trade him for right now there there's not a price out there that any team would would be willing to pay and that that, that you would be willing to give up someone that just said you know one of the you know bigger records recently, and to be as versatile a player as he is, especially while they still have him cheap. That's the other thing. is like He's still cheap, cheap for what he is right now.
1: But he wants to be paid. And now we can, we got to look at can we afford him? I mean, granted, I think next year we're going to have a lot of cap space because we're letting a lot of people go – In the 2021 season, we're going to look a lot better from the cap situation, from the draft pick situation, because a lot of these players that are leaving, we're going to get compensatory picks for them, which is great. But this 2020 season, man, it's going to look pretty rough. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're thinking about when they said anybody was available. If you get rid of your franchise quarterback, I feel like Joe Brady feels like he can easily replace a McCaffrey. I know that sounds crazy because he's so good, but I really feel – this coaching staff is they're really hitting the reset button. Now, I don't think it's a complete rebuild, but it's a, definitely a reboot or a retool. They are rebooting this whole franchise top to bottom.
2: Yeah. And if if McCaffrey was just, you know, couldn't run between the tackles and he was only receiving running back, or if he was just, you know, a ground and pound, couldn't catch the ball, I think you'd be definitely right. But, but he fits in anything. I mean, and he's a smart guy, too. I think he'll pick up any new offense pretty quickly. So I think he's just – his versatility is actually what will keep him here, even more so than his production overall. It's just that he's plug and play and you can go. And honestly, I think if we were talking about a healthy Cam, we wouldn't even be talking about it right now. I don't think it would have ever – it would ever come up. I don't think we would have any of this happening. I think they would have stuck with Cam because of his versatility – When he's at a hundred percent, but I think it's just a matter of he's not healing as fast as they wanted him to. They're getting we're getting closer to, you know, the do or die situation as far as getting ready for training camp and stuff like that. And I think Tepper made a business decision, pulled the trigger, and now we get all the hurt feelings for it.
1: Well, how do you think Teddy Bridgewater fits this offense now? Do you think he can fill the void at quarterback for the next three years or
2: possibly longer? Uh, overall, I feel pretty good about the signing. I think it's difficult to say what he brings to this offense because we really don't even know what this offense is yet. I mean, this is a, this is obviously a completely different Panthers team than we'll have seen in a long time. So uh, as far as you know, what Joe Brady is likely to put on the field, I think he fits it pretty well. And I think because he has experience uh, with Bridgewater, he can you know, kind of tailor something to his strengths. I, I think Bridgewater is mostly a, what you consider a game manager now. Uh, he does have a talent and potential to go beyond that when he needs to, but I think he has a re- at least has a really high floor and can at least give us some more stability at the quarterback position than we've had, definitely had last year. And I'd say maybe even had in the past couple of years, given Cam's uh, injury history.
1: Well, the NFC South has just gotten tougher because just a little bit ago, breaking news came out that Tom Brady is joining the Buccaneers.
2: I first have heard of that one.
1: So now in our division, we have Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, each of them two times a year.
2: Uh, 2020 is going to be rough.
1: <laughs> yeah, 2020 is going to be a very rough season. Well, I don't think this coaching staff is trying to tank, but but unfortunately we may not have a choice because we're going to be getting beat up on pretty bad by these other NFC South teams. Because while I still think we can be competitive, I don't see us beating the bucks or the saints. Possibly we could, I I do think we're going to be better than what people think, but those teams are just more established right now. And we're just, we're in too much flux. It's going to take some time uh, during this retooling stage. So hopefully we can, we can compete with those guys, but man, Brady, Breeze, and Matt Ryan—that's rough.
2: Yeah, it's not impossible that we actually have a decent season and go somewhere. But I'm saying if we make a if we make a postseason run, that's the type of thing they'll uh, they'll make a movie about one year. You know, <laughs> I don't. Uh, realistically speaking, I don't think it's that kind of year um, for us. I think it's definitely a rebuild year. Uh, I really hope that this is a two year rebuild. Even though I personally feel it's probably more of a three. You know, I like to be optimistic about it, but this definitely this year, I mean, you have, I, I think Arians believes the Bucks are just, you know, one or two pieces away from but getting back to the postseason for the first time in a long time. Uh, the Saints have obviously felt like they're on the cusp for, you know, several years now, and they're just a few unlucky breaks and falling apart there away from uh, going all the way. And then the, the Falcons, you, you just don't know. I mean – they're a Super Bowl team. They're going to completely run away with it. They give up the biggest comeback forever in the Super Bowl. They come back, they fall apart. You know, They have a downtime, then they rally hard. Of course, it starts off against the Panthers and then finish strong in the year. I, I would not be surprised to see the NFC South outside of the Panthers being the toughest division in the NFL next year. And then I think midseason, we're going to have to make that decision of, do you, you really put up a good fight? You try to establish yourself and make a name for yourself in your first year or you just hold your cards and play for 2021? 20,
1: Personally, I feel like this coaching staff needs to make sure that they're as competitive as possible. If you come out and put a bad product on the field, they're going to look so bad, especially with all the the players that have left the team recently. If you do not come out and show the, the fan base that you are trying to win, David Tepper is going to lose a lot of money. More money than I think he's prepared to lose, honestly.
2: Hey, I agree. I've been a Panthers fan since the day they were established. And the one thing I can say having have I been a Panthers fan is, like, our fan base tends to be a little bit fickle. You know, we kind of come and go with it. And then I think if two years from now or if we're back in the Super Bowl, I think all this is ancient history and no one even thinks about it. Suddenly so you have a whole new fan base and most of your fan base coming back because – you know, they've said it time and again, winning covers up a lot of things, including stuff like this, you know. But you come out and you really tank hard this season. And like I said, if, if it, you know, your 2021 is not so great, even, uh, I think even a 500 season in 2021 would be considered a loss or a letdown as far as where we are. It, yeah, you, you're looking, he's looking to lose a lot of money in that deal. And, you know, if he's still there's still the rumors about the new stadium and stuff that they want to build and this, that, and the other. And you know, you're going to get that taxpayer money. You're going to have to have the fan support. And if you don't have the fan support, then it ain't going to happen. And and that's why I said earlier that I don't necessarily think we, as fans are going to have to get used to something different. I think, uh, I think Tepper is going to have to change or temper his approach just a little bit to really find a good sweet spot as an NFL owner. And, hopefully as a, you know, owner of a consistently winning team.
1: Well, definitely. Um, so, Larry, do you have anything else before we sign off on this emergency episode, bro?
2: No, I think we've uh, hit all the hot topics there. I'm glad I could finally make it on and, uh, you know, share my voice. And I appreciate you having me on there with you.
1: Hey, no problem, man. Cardiac Cats, if you guys have any questions, email us. If you have any comments, like us on Facebook, uh, on the Proud Podcast. Guys, thank you for joining us and keep pounding.